cannot compare to the glory of your love. There is no shadow in your presence. No mortal man would dare to stand before your throne. Before the of heaven, it's only by your blood, and it's only through your mercy, Lord, I come. I bring an offering of worship to my King. No one on earth deserves the praises that I sing. Jesus, may you receive the honor that you're due. Oh Lord, I bring an offering to you. O oh Lord, I bring an offering to you. Well, good morning, everyone. Welcome to Disciples House. Please be seated. We'll talk about the upcoming events. So April 29th, that's... Uh, this coming Saturday, Saturday. Uh, we're going to have a, an ice cream social with question and answers. Uh, so if you have questions about God or, or what are you laughing about? Nothing? Okay, you're just laughing at me? Okay. Yes? All right. Glad to see you way back there in the middle. All right. Anyways, so we're going to have a, we're going to have a, I got to pick on her. Can't help it. Um, so we're going to have a question and answer session. If you have questions about the Lord or anything in the Bible, just please bring them and, and uh, we'll, we'll just have a very informal get together and talk about the Lord and we're going to have fun. Yeah. All right. So, uh, and then May, May 6th will be our prayer for the nation, uh, which we do every, uh, every, uh, first Saturday of the month at 8 a.m. Uh, Lord knows that the nation does need prayer and we're going to, we're going to, we're going to pray for the nation. Most certainly. Uh, and then May 14th, don't want to forget Mother's Day is coming up. If you haven't ordered flowers or something yet, then better get on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, May 26th through 28th, uh, Reverends Larry and Angela Keaton will be coming, and they're going to be, uh, they'll have some good word for us. They're going to preach for uh, five exactly services. What we uh, they're going to preach on Friday uh, at 7 p.m., and then Saturday at 10 a.m. and 7 p.m., and then Sunday at 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. So, we're all looking forward to that, and we're gonna and we're gonna learn a lot. Yes. All right, and then of course June third is again prayer for the nation at eight a.m. June eighteenth is Father's Day. Don't want to forget the fathers; they're important too. Can't have ba babies without a mother and a father. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> <clears throat> and then June twenty-sixth through the thirtieth is Generation Life Youth Camp. I know Brianna's looking forward to that, and so are several of the church members. And uh, 
We're praying for that, that there's going to be a life-changing experience Amen. for many kids. All right. And then in, uh, in May, we're gonna, we don't know what day yet because uh, we haven't decided exactly where we're doing it yet. But we're going to have a water baptism if anybody's interested in getting baptized uh, for the first time or again. Uh, then please let us know and we'll, we'll add you on the list. We've got two so far. All right. And then, well, that's, that's good for the, the upcoming events, I think. There are details for the ice cream social uh, in the bulletin. Please read over that. I'm not going to read all of that. Uh, but our, So that brings us to our meditations for the week. Uh, we do an in-him meditation, uh, which t tells us who we are in Christ. And uh, our in-him for this week is John 15, uh, verse 4. It's, uh, Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear the fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. So in this scripture, uh, Jesus is referring to himself as the vine and uh, saying that we can't, we can't bear fruit if we're not in him. So we have to be part of him. We have, to, uh, we have to be part of the body in order to bear fruit for Jesus and for the Lord. So that's what he's talking about there. So our confession is, and please join me in this, as I live in Christ... He lives in me, just as the branch is not able to bear fruit by itself, unless it's still on the vine, I cannot bear fruit if I'm not in Christ. Praise, praise God. So help me to stay in Christ. All right, so our healing scripture for this week is James uh, 15, uh, or Excuse me, James 5, verse 14 through 16. Uh, it says, Is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And it goes on from there, but, uh, but that's the important part for our healing scripture. All right, and it says, uh, So our confession, If I am sick... I will call for the elders of the church to pray over me and anoint me with oil in the name of the Lord Jesus. And the prayer of the faith shall heal me and raise me up. Praise God. All right. All right. So, well... If you'll pray with me here, we'll pray for the service. Lord, we come before you today, gathered together in your name. We wish to learn more of you and to, and, and, and to learn of more of our role in, in your church. So, Lord, we come seeking you and seeking knowledge of you, and we ask that you, you give us the knowledge that we come ex seeking and expecting to hear. Lord, give me and Robbie the words that need to be spoken, the words that are just right for those that are here now and those that are listening online. And Lord, just just show show out, show yourself, so that we can learn to be more like you, and that we can we can uh, walk closer to you in our walk. Lord, we just love you, and we thank you for your many blessings. We also thank you for the ability to, to rebuke the devourer, Satan. You cannot come to steal, kill, and destroy. You will not influence this service. You will not be able to operate here. You must leave in Jesus' name. Oh, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name.
All right, Derek, our church confession. Good morning, Disciples House. Let's stand up and do our church confession, our church confession together. I am the image of God. I am spirit and flesh. I am very good. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am crucified, a new creation and a new creature. I am dead to the flesh, but I live in Christ. I am dead to sin, quickened to life, saved by grace. I am buried with Christ by baptism. I am raised from the dead with him. I walk in the newness of life. I am forgiven and redeemed. I am an ambassador of Christ. I am the righteousness of God. I am the workmanship of God's hands. I am created and ordained to do good works. I am justified by faith. I am chosen and I abide in Christ. I am holy and without blame. I am predestined for adoption. I am more than a conqueror. I am an overcomer, and I am greater. I live, move, and have my being in Christ. I reign as a king in this life. I can do all things in and through Christ. I am near to God. By the blood of Jesus, I am raised and seated with Christ in the heavenly places. Jesus, I am here to meet with you. Sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made. 
It's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. It's not about us. It's about the Father. It's about Jesus. Yes, he alone is worthy of our praise. Praise you, King of endless words, no one could express how much you deserve. Though I'm weak and poor, all I have is yours, every single breath. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. He wants your heart. You search much deeper within, through the way things appear. You're looking into my heart. I'm coming back to the heart of worship, and it's all about you, it's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I've made, when it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm coming back to the heart of worship. And it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord, for the thing I made. When it's all about you. It's all about you, Jesus. Oh, Father God, receive our praise and worship. May it be a sweet, sweet aroma unto you. With a 
singing like it says let praises rise from the inside may you delight in the inside of me and come fill my life don't just sing it just to sing it actually really mean what you're singing and just give all your praise and all your honor and all your glory to god amen yes pray this out <clears throat> 
worthy of our praise. To him who is able to keep you, who is able to keep you from stumbling, and to make you stand in the presence of his glory, blameless with great joy, to the only God our Savior, through Jesus. Oh. 
missing Miss Kathy. Yep. One more uh, week. Well, yep. She'll she be should be. She said she should be back Wednesday. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. She's, she's flying home. She's tomorrow, tonight, sometime in that. You know, there's seven and, seven and a half hours difference. So at some point, she'll be getting on the plane. Sometime after midnight tonight. 
uh, I have her on the calendar as coming home on the 25th. So, uh, but she's she's working her way towards getting home from Israel, uh, where she's been for the last four weeks or five weeks or however long it's been, uh, and she she's had a wonderful time. We had we finally got pictures up from her trip before service, and uh, Michael said. We were going through them. I was trying to get them in order, and Michael was going through them because he's the only one getting them. And then we're going through, and he goes, "You got this one?" I'm like, "Nope." He goes, "You got that one?" "Nope." "You got that one?" "Nope." So we don't have them all up yet, but we're getting there. We're getting there, but she's on the way home. But uh, man, oh man, uh, God just really wants to get something across to His people. Really wants to get across to His people. Uh, he, he, we really don't understand who we are. We really don't understand who we are. We truly don't understand our position. Well, Pastor, you preached about that last week. Is this a continuation? No, it's not a continuation. This is not a continuation. If anything, it's a re-preaching. <laughs> if anything, it's a re-preaching. And why is it a re-preaching? Because you didn't get it the first time. Oh. You didn't get it the first time. So it's like a do-over. So it's like a do-over. <laughs> God gave us a do-over slip. You know, do it again. Remember remember in school you do your work and you didn't do so good and the teacher would say, Do it again. You know, you go you go home and you you you, you're in, you're, you know, mom and daddy say clean your room and you shove everything on your bed under your bed and in your drawers and you stuff everything everywhere hide it and then they come in and, and they the, go, Well, that looks nice and then they look under the bed or in the or closet. They open the closet or they pull out the door and they look at you and they shake their head and they say, Try again. Do it again. Well, Jesus says, by, by, uh, by a survey of the Father God, the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost, they said, do it again. Do it again. So we're going to do it again. We don't understand our position. We don't understand. First of all, let me make this very clear. You are a speaking spirit made in the image of God. You are a speaking spirit made in the image of God. Go to Genesis chapter 1. I said for a long time, for a long, long, long time, it was very rare if I did not preach Genesis chapter 1, verses 26 and 27. And But then the Lord kind of pulled me away from that for a while, and then now here I am preaching Genesis 1, 26 and 27 over and over and over again. Why? Because we don't understand who we are. So go back to Genesis chapter 1. If you're not sure where Genesis is, it's in the front of the book. What? <laughs> it's in the front of the book. Everybody knows where that is. I don't know. Sometimes you wonder. A lot of people read Genesis 1 and they say, well, there ain't nothing in there that helps me. No, there's a lot in Genesis 1 that helps you. Yep, yep, they, they read that, so there's you. nothing in there that helps them, and then they go, well, let's skip to the back of the book, yeah. make, and that makes it even worse. Yeah, they go <laughs> from Genesis to Revelations and leave everything in between out. That, man, that messes them up so bad. Oh, my goodness. That's why we're going through the book of Revelations on Wednesday night. Pretty sure that's the way I did it the first time. And uh, <laughs> honestly, I keep trying to speed the process along. See, how many, how many Wednesdays are there in a year? 52, right? On average, there's 52 weeks in a year, uh, and there's 22 chapters in Revelation. So I said, Lord, I don't want to be teaching the same thing for half 
the year, Crow. Oh, wow. But here's the deal. We've been on this a little while. We just barely got past Chapter 4. <laughs> and we've been having to run the services long to get that far. <laughs> it has been good. <laughs> I'm like, woo, Lord Jesus. But there's good news in Genesis Chapter 1, verse 26. Let's read it. Now, now when I say it's good, I'm not bragging on myself. I'm bragging on God. Oh, yeah. It's all him. He's revealing stuff that we were like, I'm oh, learning stuff. We didn't know that was in there, Lord. All right. So verse 26. Verse 26. All right. Come on. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness. Now, this is not a trick question. If you've been around us a while, you should know the answer. Who's God who is God talking to? I'm so glad. Did you say himself? Did you say himself? Someday she'll get the answer right. It counts. That's awesome. <laughs> if y'all don't know her, she's the loophole queen. It's me, myself, and I. That's not who he's talking to. No, the Father God is one person of the Godhead. The Lord Jesus Christ is the second person of the Godhead. The Holy Spirit is not an it. He's a someone, and he is the third person of the Godhead. There were three people in, in conference together. It's not God himself, and he's got multiple personalities. God does not have a mental disorder. No split personalities here. God is not here. schizophrenic. God is not... God does not present himself to himself. They are separate, but yet they are one. They're in complete connection and unity with one another. So the Father God was speaking to the Lord Jesus and the Holy Ghost. And if you hear one, you've heard them all. And if you've heard one, you've heard them all. That's exactly correct. Why is that? Because Jesus only says, what the Father says. Amen. And the Holy Ghost only says what Jesus says. Have you ever had, have you ever watched kids babysat some kids before? Have you ever I think most people in here have been around some kids, right? Have you ever known little have had we won't say what he said. You need to you need you need to filter that brain. Alright. But we got little kids how much you know and Mama and Daddy are their heroes. They are like parrots. They'll say, they'll come up to you. They'll correct you thinking they're somebody. They'll come up to you and correct you, and you go, who do you think you are? And they'll say, well, my daddy said. <laughs> How much do you know? Jesus doesn't take that attitude. The Holy Ghost doesn't take that. No, they say, oh, the Father God said it. Oh, the Father God said it. But now with these little, with these little kids, we think, Daddy might need, mommy might need a little bit of information or education. Or they might know, they might have it, but they need to pass it on to you. But no, that's not the case with the Father God, the Lord Jesus. So here, the Father God, the Lord Jesus, the Holy Ghost said, let us do what? Make man in our image. In our image. After our likeness. After our likeness. Now, God has three different Three very distinct, different parts. The Father, the Son, the Holy Ghost. 
Do you know you have three distinct, ver three very distinct different parts? Yes. You have the real you, the eternal you, the part of you that's going to live forever, the part of you that is either connected to God or separated by God according to your choices. From God. Or separated from God according to your choices. That is your spirit. That's your spirit. That is the real you, your spirit, okay? Now, connected to your real spirit is your soul. These are your thoughts, your feelings, your emotions, your personality. Okay, so, uh, and your soul is going to follow either your spirit or the third part of you, which is your flesh, which is this physical body that operates by electrical impulses and chemical makeup. Did you know that? Nobody knows that. It's super quiet in this Pentecostal house. Did y'all know that? Yes. Y'all know that this is how the body works. It's, uh, it's a good, it's basically, Mari said it, it's basically a machine. And what you feed the machine is what the machine will produce. And what it's made out of, too. What you feed the machine is what the machine will produce. So if you feed the machine things of this world like sin, like sin, if you feed on profanity, guess what's going to come out of the machine? Profanity. If you feed on drinking, you know, you're always thinking, you know, you're, all, you're hanging around everybody that's drinking, and uh, you're watching videos about drinking, and you're looking at alcoholic drinks in magazines, and you're walking down those aisles in the grocery store now. didn't used to be. You used to have to go to a special store. Now you can find it anywhere. You can even get it in convenience stores now. Uh, how much, you know, if that's what your focus is on, that's what you're feeding on, Guess, what's gonna, what, guess what that flesh is going to get involved in? Drinking. If it's always feeding on sex, guess what it's going to get involved in? Sex. Now, I read a post this morning, late last night, sometime I think it was, there's a new app out, and you girls better not touch it with a 10-foot pole. I'll beat you with a wet noodle. Uh, there's a new app out that they don't have to sign you don't have to sign into it. You don't have to get, there's no pad. All you got to do is click like two little boxes and you can get on there and you can go from live site to live site. And there's all kinds of people on there naked. They're getting ready to do, they're just waiting for somebody to click on their page so that they can do nasty sexual acts before them. This one, in one situation, uh, how, let me tell you. Let me tell you how I learned about this website. A police officer put out the notification, and I was reading the police officer's notification. I wasn't willy-nilly adding apps and went, ooh, look what this does. No. <laughs> I was reading a police officer's report on this app, and he was very descriptive about what this app does. And he said in one case, he had a middle school girl that had got on this thing, and was going from room to room, is what they call them, from room to room, screen to screen. And uh, they ran across, she ran across this one person, and this one person seemed all nicety-nice, and everything was fine, and, she, and, and, they, and, and they were just having a talk, and, well, what school do you go to, and do you have any siblings? Well, do they go to school with you? They were having this nice, what seemed like a perfectly innocent conversation. And the next thing she knew, the person on the screen said, 
take off your shirt or I'll come to your school and kill your, your younger sister. Thankfully, they had enough wisdom to call the police, but the police couldn't do a darn thing about it because this website tracks nothing. Nothing. And why did I say that? One, to warn you, to protect you. Two, uh, I said it because if that's what you're feeding on, that's what you're going to get involved in. If you say, well, I just want to go to that site just to be curious, is it what they said it was? Well, then you're going to get wrapped up in that world. See, because this flesh, this physical body is corrupted by the curse. And it's going to, and it, and it just wants, for lack of a better word, it just wants the next high. It just wants the next feel-good moment. It just wants the next whatever. And honestly, if the, if the feel-good moment is good in the moment, it doesn't matter if there's consequences later on. I'll deal with that when it comes. I just want the high. See, now your soul, your thoughts, feelings, and emotions, if you're feeding the, the flesh, then that's what the soul will go to. But if you say to the flesh, no, we're not looking at that. No, we're not going there. No, we're not hanging around those people. No, we're not getting involved in that. Then the, then the flesh will eventually learn to not like those things. You got to train it. Isn't that crazy? You got to train your flesh like you got to train your dog. You do. You got to train your flesh like you got to train your dog. Now that sounds weird, but it's true. Before, I, but when I was out living in the world for 12 years, I got into doing dog obedience. Well, Pastor, I thought we were talking about position. I am. We got into. I was doing dog training. Did dog obedience. And, I mean, people come in with all kinds of problems. Dogs biting, getting on the counters, doing all this. And I just flat tell them, I said, look. I said, and let, I said, has the dog ever been abused? Does the dog have any issues? Is it just a normal dog? You know, it's been a, had a good life all the days of its life. It's not timid. It's not afraid. No, it's a normal dog. Good. Here's what you need to do. Next time, now this, I'm, I promise I'm preaching the word of God. I promise. But I'm going to help you with your flesh. I said, next time that dog flares up at you, here's what you do. I don't care if it's a little three-pound, four-pound chihuahua. I had to do this to my chihuahua the other day because his flesh got a hold of him. Pastor Michael is, y'all know him, he's just lovey and ooshy-gooshy lovey, and he just wants the best of everything. He, I mean, he'll treat you like royalty, including the pets. Well, he got this crazy dog food, this freeze-dried duck and salmon and, I don't know, turkeys and chickens. And I thought, do we even have those things around here that they would eat it? But whatever. I'm thinking, what about deers and, you know, turkeys? I don't know. But anyways, it's got all this fine-quality meat and fine-quality vegetables, and they, and they pack it all together, and they, and they freeze-dry it. So when you feed it to the dogs, you got to mix it with a little water, and man, oh man, it's like heaven. Now, it's been good for, for them. For the dog. Huh? For the dog. For we the haven't dog. tried it. Yeah. It, <laughs> personally, I think it stinks like dead fish, but whatever. It does smell a little like salmon. <laughs> whatever. That, that makes them happy. Well, Chico, my little, he's, he weighs about seven pounds. Um, he, now, now, Michael misscheduled the dog food. And so we had, now, now, now keep, keep in mind, we already had the good regular dog food. But now they got the super good food. So they get the super good food in the morning and they get the, and they get the good food in the afternoon if they even want it. 
So we ran out of the super good food. So now we got the good food. Well, Michael got up and went and was out of the house early that morning, and I had to feed the dogs. And he said, now, this is going to be the first day they don't have their food. They might want to eat. They might not want to eat. I don't know, but I don't have the special food. You're going to have to give them the regular food. So I said, okay. So Chico, if he wants something, he's not going to leave you alone. And he just comes up to you, and he'll, he'll if you're walking around, he'll put his cold nose on the back of your leg. He just, like, hey, nudge you. He, if you're sitting down, he's like, Mom. Mom. And if you ignore him long enough, he's like, Mom. Like, he's like, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. And he'll, like, slightly chew on your nose if you really ignore him. Like, he's like, hello. So I said, okay, Cheeky, you're obviously hungry. Let me get you out the good food. And I put it up to his nose, and he went. And I said, no, no, no. Here, try it. I said, here, just stick it in your mouth. Just try it. Spits it out. So we try this for a little while. He's getting hungrier. What happens when you get good and hungry? You get grouchy. You get hangry, right? So he decides that he's going to show his batuti off to mommy because he's dissatisfied with his food. And he gets a little growling and a little snippy, only he means business. And he's trying to eat my hand. And I said, oh, no. See, when your flesh tries to eat you, tries to get you into sin, tries to get you into trouble, what you need to do is you need to treat it like a disobedient dog. So I took him real quick, and I flipped him on his back real quick, because this is what they do in packs. If you don't understand how, how a dog pack works, the alpha dog does this. The alpha dog will, will uh, flip the problem child over on their back, will grab a hold of their juggler, because the dog knows if he punctures that, he's dead grabs a hold of the juggler, gets in their face eye to eye, and growls. So guess what I did to little Chico? I flipped him, I pinned him, he's going, ah. and I'm like, Ugh. and he's like, Mom, I'm just kidding. You want me to eat that food? I'll eat that food, whatever you say, Mama. But it took him a couple of minutes because I'm like, I'm not like, because here's the trick. You don't let up until they relax. Until they submit. Until they submit, you don't let up. Well, Pat, <laughs> Derek, who's been with me since he was in the sixth grade, said, I think you want to do that to us sometimes. I'm not going to say if I do or don't, but I'm not going to say he's wrong. <laughs> now, you say, well, no, Pastor, that's a six-pound dog. I'm a little bigger than a six-pound dog. Honey, I've done it to the 80-pound dog. I've done it. We had a, we, how big was Buddy? Buddy was, what, 140 pounds? He was about 100 pounds. No, he was bigger than 100. He was at least 120. I was the one Well, that by the time the he got that big, he'd already been taught. Uh, <laughs> he was on fire a lot. He doesn't know. No, I even would take the 120-pound dogger and flip him. And, I mean... I get on top of him, straddle him, lay my weight on him, put on. That dog could have crushed me if he wanted to. But I had to tell him, no, I'm the boss. That's what your, listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. That's what your spirit, the real you, needs to do with your flesh. That's what you need to do with your emotions. When your emotions say, I just want it, I just want it, I'm the boss, the answer is no. 
Giants had all that in that last little part of that verse. I don't know. Right, I, I, I do know this, though, that, that, that we have several different dogs. You know, and Chico's one of the littler ones, but he's the alpha of all the others. Oh, yeah, he's the boss. So Toby, the 80-pound dog, does what Chico says because Chico will flat go after him and, and, and put him in his place. He Chico doesn't let him get him. away with stuff. Chico will absolutely eat him, which is a great spiritual principle. You can have a little teeny tiny baby spirit, born again, freshly born again, freshly given your life to Christ, baby Christian. But if you'll let your spirit have that authority, your spirit can take authority over your flesh. Who's your been? little baby spirit. Listen, that's what I had to do. I lived 12 years in the world. I mean, I was going after the devil, and the devil was coming after me. I mean, I mean, honestly, you thought the devil was coming after you. No, I was going after the devil. Because I thought what the devil had was better than what God had. No. And I found out real quick I was wrong. Found out real quick I was wrong. And so my flesh had full control. But my spirit said, huh. But I made a choice down in my spirit that said, oh, I want Jesus. And when I received Jesus, the real me came alive, and the real me was big. Though it was little, like Chico, had the power to put down the big dog. I just had to put that, the little dog, that, that spirit, that little baby spirit in control. How'd y'all get me over in there? Well, that wasn't even in this verse yet. Come mm -hmm. on. It's in the verse. Y'all just don't know it yet. You want me to keep going now? Let's, let's try to read. <laughs> so we're made in the image of God. How much do you know God has all power and authority over all the earth? Yes. How much do you know God can put down a little dog or a big dog? Yes. He's got the power. Now, now, now all y'all are shaking your head, yes, and I'm going to mess with your thinking here shortly. Because you're right, but you're also wrong. Come on. All right. And let them have, so I'm, I'm starting it from that colon there and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over everything that creepeth 